wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. here on a7fl.tv presented by Skillshare. I'm your host, as always, Matt Ryan. And on this Maslow hierarchy of yelling above me, two of my favorite human beings. They are multiple-time a7fl champion. He's going to be a certified Hall of Famer. If you need someone to shit on someone else, he's who you call Big Rob Fabian, a.k.a. Bachata Bob. And also joining us... You already know who it is. It is the man behind the center for the Boston Omegas. He's our friend, looking like a uh, Ghost in the Shell character, walking around like he's in Metal Slug, Corey Hammond. Hey, how are you, how you doing, Corey? I'm good, man. And, and the specific reference here, this is the uh, the Gambit from X-Men getup. You know what I'm saying? He's got that that pink front. And if I just had the, if I had that, that the black headband that goes down, covers ears, I'm pretty much Remy LeBeau. <laughs> I'm not Gaston today. Maybe that's a, that's a future episode. We always promise the hundredth episode might be a musical. We've not promised that. You've promised. Christy. I've already been writing. I mean, I was I was in the I was in the studio the other day. You know, putting together a couple bars. Um, <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be special. I might even bring some bars to the the podcast on our off week next week. You know, just to fill time because yeah, I'm sure I, nobody's I gonna have anything. I won't be here for that one. But, well, yeah, I'll, that that'll also be do rag Corey Hammond. So you know, it'll be a whole. Yeah, I'm not, definitely not. Can we talk? Can we talk about do rag Corey for a second? Yeah. Uh, if you don't watch the games of the week, but you listen to this podcast, that would be very confusing. But if you did well, not get a chance to watch the Patterson you take on the Boston Omegas, in what was I think, and Rob, I think you'd agree with me, the best we've seen from the Omegas this season. Uh, the best we've seen from Corey in, in a long time. <laughs> Why do we gotta be so mean to my oh, friend, man. bro? Um, but Corey, went crazy. You guys kept saying on the on the broadcast that I was gonna talk about it, talk about it. You guys are the one that want to talk about it. Yeah, I just weird. mentioned the do rag Corey Ammon, which was while I was actually broadcasting. And and shout out to got my guy Mike Jones because he is definitely it. You know, 
uh, unless it's like someone related to an Omega, he's the number one Omega's fan. And I, I'm I'm a little bit glad that he didn't put the 20,000 pesos on the line just because of the way it went out. But I think we would have covered the spread, right? Yeah, I think if you, you said a spread, spread for that yeah. game. I, in, in a theoretical yeah, spread, the spread yeah. for that game would be more than it would be about where BIC was, which was around 60. You know, credit to my guys, especially the guys driving down. What's up? Look at this guy. What's up, gentlemen? Well, we're talking about I'm 0 6, you're 6 0. So hold on because apparently <laughs> it's more important to talk about the 0 6 team. But to finish the point, ladies and gentlemen, watching the three on one and Joined by Scooter Hamilton, quarterback of the number one last week. We'll see where he is this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> foreshadowing, maybe. Um, number one team insomniacs out of Las Vegas. But to, to finish my point about the Omegas, I mean, my message to them is, is you know, it's been tough. We got to keep fighting. But if we progress every week, we get a little bit better every week. You know, that's the goal, especially with all of the things that we're facing. And like I said, the guys actually driving down every Sunday from Boston in a van, right? Going home because Steve Rivera cooked them plates of lasagna. And that that thing had, I heard, the, the windows had to be cracked on that thing on the way home. You know, <laughs> shout outs to Terry Bradley. AK, not AK, guys. Come on, stop doing that. Put a period in between the Sam, A and the K. I got you. I got you. Look, look, it's just AK. It's just AK. And then, of course, as we affectionately call them, the Flying V, because we are the the Boston uh, Gooses, if you ask AK on our, our little Slack server. But Xavier Vinny, who is, uh, you know, in my opinion, a really good candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year based on his performance and especially his toughness after the first play of the BIC game, you know, really bad, you know, low body injury to keep it hockey so nobody's targeting it. Um, and he's been playing through it the entire time. And, you know, I didn't want them to copy everything that I was doing, but you, you, you can't say enough about the toughness and grit of that team. And, you know, even the guys from Jersey, my guy Euro, and uh, he, there's there's the guy who wears the number six. It says Kenyatta on the back. But we just know him as six. So he's wearing Euro Kenyatta's, who's wearing number three. He's wearing his jersey because my guy Euro was like, man, your name's six. You got to wear number six. And he had a touchdown. Uh, those two had a touchdown in Sunday's game. So credit to those guys. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to play the best that I can. Uh, you know, I'm, make, I'm missing a lot of plays. I feel like I should play a little bit better. But those guys, they've elevated their their play every single week. And the, the, the future is definitely bright for Boston because, you know, we played a U team that was definitely better than us. There's no question about it. But it was our smallest point differential yet. So you can see that those guys are getting used to it, progressing, and they're not going to stop fighting. And if they're not going to stop, neither am I. And, and that's the way I think Go it's going to be. Go uh, back to, well, and, you know, look at the hats. Matt's got to be up there, but that's for Brooklyn. But Scooter, welcome to the Three on One Podcast. Yeah, I was How, gonna... How's the weather out there? Is there is there a slight cloud cover that's you know you guys have to be inside for the next rest of the night? There's like sirens going because there's like one or two clouds out there. What's the weather like? <laughs> no, it's actually uh, pretty pretty nice out. Slight little breeze, but other than that, I mean, shit, my whole neighborhood just went dark. So lost yeah, power good. and everything. I don't know what happened there, but. Well, that's not good. I mean, <laughs> I was joking about the whole, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't weather know. not being a problem for you out there. But hopefully, you get your electricity back. Hopefully, your, hopefully, whatever uh, device you're using has the full charge. 
Well, yes, welcome to the show. You, <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, Scooter, when we looked at Nevada, we first got a look at you during the fall season uh, at the start of this year. And it was really impressive to see someone step off the field, someone we've never seen before, with your unique body type. We've seen larger quarterbacks in the league. We've seen Mark Diggs. We've seen other players in the past. Uh, Joker John Kessler played quarterback for the Animals at varying points. But when you... <laughs> Damn, Rob. Damn. But, <laughs> but you bring a different level of proficiency to the position. How did you end up joining the A7FL? And what are the things that drew you to playing with the players on your team now, like RTC, someone who you played with on the Kryptonite during the fall season? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I first seen the A7FL out in Nevada, uh, me and a lot of the players on Insomniacs, uh, guys are, that I played flag with, were really dogging it. We were like, no, this is so stupid. Like, adults playing tackle. Like, I'm 30, 31 years old. Like, ain't no way I'm going out there. Yeah, they're and, crazy, right? That's the that's yeah. the main <laughs> thing that we hear first. Oh, those guys are crazy. Yeah, and, and maybe, that's what maybe it was. I am, but... <laughs> Yeah, I guess I am too now. But uh, so we just got asked by Vince, who is the owner of the Kryptonite, um, asked uh, Munchie actually. And then Munchie was like, hey, I'm going to do this, I think, for one game. Try it out. He's like, do you want to come? So I hit my, I hit Vince up and then I hit uh, Vince was like, yeah, tell some of your other guys. So we just all came out and, uh, you know, Smooth was running the show. And I told Smooth, hey, I'm, I'm a big guy. I can do play multiple positions. You know, I'll block for you, you know, go in at QB whenever you need me to. Um, and it kind of just worked out. Um, and, you know, we had a pretty successful season uh, in the fall brawl and just didn't go our way in the ship. And then, uh, you know, playing with the guys I'm playing with now, a lot of these guys that I'm playing with now are guys that we've been playing flag football for uh, a long time together. A lot of our – we've either came across in merges and tournaments across, you know, the country or we've played in, in leagues against each other. And I think we just kind of came to a consensus that, you know, the the culture with Kryptonite just wasn't didn't kind of didn't fit what we wanted, and we wanted to put a, together a team that could compete against the East. Well, and and you guys have have come together relatively quickly, and it's interesting that you talk about the relationships that you have. In our conversation that we had before the show, you were talking about how you're you're you know. And I've actually played with the probably the main competitor out there on the West Coast with you guys, and we'll get to that later. But the other thing you mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, there's no way to mute um, with these AirPods and my lack of uh, an ability to know anything about, uh, oh, it's just the press the, the iPad thing. Yeah, great. Well, you know, hey, we're, we're learning as we go. <laughs> but it's interesting you mentioned when you when you came on, you know, sounds like you're you're the, the team guy. We already know all of the relationship you have, including one of them, which is that you coached K Uno, which, you know, I don't know if you're old enough to be coaching grown men or, <laughs> or if I'm just so old that there's guys that are younger than me that, that are able to say that. Um, but when you came into this league, you came in with the kryptonite and you mentioned smooth. I like to call him Lex Luthor, but his name is Darnell Richardson. And he's a quarterback that in the fall 
we got a lot of of tape on and we saw you coming in and let me just be honest i'm like a quarterback that i'm totally against the non-quarterback numbers and i know it had nothing to do with you you were just showing up to the game and they gave you 55 and 20 and i'm like come on man that's an actual quarterback can you give him a single digit (laughs) two digit number so first of all Glad to see 12 on your back for the Insomniacs. It's a sweet jersey. Yeah. Check it out at a7fl.com slash shop, team shop. What is it, Matt? I'm terrible at this. a7fl.com slash gear. a7fl.com gear. gear. That's what I messed up. I, I, I ran in so confident, and then I got to the slash, and I was like, I'm blanking. Um, <laughs> and you can get some Insomniacs gear. So great plug because it's it's a way to make fun of me. Maybe it'll it'll get more attention that way. But you were behind a, a quarterback that, A, we respect, B, has, has also proven in your guys' division that he's the real deal, but it kind of, you were, you know, out of the spotlight, the main spotlight at least. We obviously seen you make the plays, but now you got it, you've had the chance to kind of step out, and, and our original conversation when we heard all those moves, also seeing and respecting Trey's game at quarterback, was, is, is Scooter the right guy? You know, we've seen him in spots, but... You know, so let me just be clear because I don't think we've had a lot of time to go over it. After watching your film and the way that you're running these games, and especially in the force game where, yeah, you guys blew them out, but the the way that you guys built that lead was on a lot of, you know, just straight dimes. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. You look, you look at that film, those guys aren't, you know, poorly covered. You're just throwing to a receiver that, yeah, you know, those guys are great too. But those are great throws. And that's when I kind of like was like, yeah, you know, we're not going to talk about that anymore. But it's interesting. The one thing I wanted to ask you, because it's interesting the way you kind of led into, oh, A7FL is crazy. So with your skill set, you you didn't see the potential benefit from not having to, you know, sacrifice a, a, a running play because somebody can touch your hip like a eighth grade dance. <laughs> I've seen you play. I've seen you play ball, man. The context, if anything, it's helped your game. Am I wrong? Yeah, it, it, the, the style of a seven fits a lot of our style just naturally on our team, not including myself, um, you know, coming out of college, playing football and then coming to flag it was a huge transition because now I can't stiff arm people. I can't run people over. I got to yeah. swivel my hips. I got to dip. I got to jump. And now That's coming awesome. back to this, you know, I yeah. was like, <laughs> so now coming back to this, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, you know, you got to tackle 285 pounds. Like good luck, you know, and I'm not slow. <laughs> so it's, it, it's been fun, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and and a lot of our fans, especially the ones that will follow our socials, right, they'll know you from that uh, that little, uh, you know, what was it, the uh, the Citizens game at halftime yeah. in, in the, the, the lacrosse stadium. When when you, you and, and for everybody listening that's a player, you got the bucket hat ban. Yeah, I got because the bucket, of the bucket hat. <laughs> but when you absolutely trucked some man in, in in a in a bright light stage, you know, I think that was the start of of your ascent. But now let's talk about we, we were talking about an ascent. Let's talk about where you're at now. You know, we haven't done the top ten yet, and we'll see. And like I said, I teased that. But as as recently as last week, you guys were the top of not only your division, as you sneak into the Bat Cave over there. Um, I know you guys are, are dealing with Justice League members and, and as, as Rob is dealing with Gray. Um, right. You guys sit at the top. 
now I know the you know the pedigree of a you know being a quarterback for real and and being a team guy and also being a coach. I'm sure you're going to say the right thing. But what about some of those other guys on your roster? How are you keeping them in line because of the 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 mix of knowing that you got to keep working and keep doing the right thing to stay on top? But with some of the names that you got on your roster, the, the shit that they're able to talk now that they're the number one team in the country, how do you how do you help balance those guys so that they don't they're well, I think the biggest big you know, the hardest them. thing has been, you know, our team is made up of of guys that are pretty much the best at their positions on like every flag team in Vegas. So all six of my receivers are some of the six best on their, you know respective teams that they play on outside of a seven and you know same with you know we got three quarterbacks on our team we got some of the best linemen um i think the biggest thing it was when we were putting this team together was just the goal was twenty five thousand dollars like that's the goal so if you can't drop your ego for 25k then you don't belong on the team at all and so i think the biggest thing is just kind of keeping everybody in check with what's the, the the goal in the long run you know and then it kind of helps when we play shitty teams because then i can kind of give everybody the ball and keep them happy so yeah my question for <laughs> yeah you it's like Scott. it's like something scary that go ahead go ahead Corey. well i was i was gonna say it's like something scary said in the live uh recently it's like man he's got like seven receivers somebody asked him why'd you have to go throw 10 touchdowns and they were exaggerating obviously and he says, man, I got seven receivers. I got to keep them happy. It sounds like uh, Scooter's <laughs> dealing with the same uh, embarrassment of riches problem, which, hey, man, I, I have a lot of great players on my team, but I'd love to have that kind of problem. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I got three. That's, 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 not, that's pretty close to my high, though. I mean, my high is seven, but that was a long time ago. But, Scott, Go ahead, you're Matt. Working it wasn't with... that important, though. Scott, when you're working with personalities like uh, Little Nightmare X and Trey Robinson and having guys like Munchie and RTC, these are priority players. These are players that on any other team in this division, you yourself would be the 1A option at your given position. Aside from distributing the ball in that 25K, it seems like you guys genuinely get along with each other. The thing that we've seen with successful teams in the A7 is that they create this brotherhood. Each team is its own fraternity in a sense to where we we saw it with the Snow Tribe last week. They were finally playing as a team, as a unit, as a group, and it paid dividends. Um, we see that with the BIC. They listen to Rob. Yeah, they listen to Rob. And like Rob and Corey, you guys can attest to that too. When the team is aligned and the team is working together and they all get along they're way more successful. I think that's what carries some of the teams we've seen, like the chaos. These teams seem to get along with each other. They gel together. And the teams that can't get their shit together, we've seen that kind of play out with some teams in Vegas, some teams in Jersey. We've seen it play out in other divisions across the A7 in historically. What is it about the chemistry of this team that wants people to play on that team? Like, what's drawing people there and what was the key to recruiting the class of talent you guys had aside from the money? Well, I mean, 
besides Derek didn't know this. Derek Duncan didn't know this either. But we have about eight coaches on the staff that are actually like players. So like me and a few others coach at the same high school at, at a high level. Oh, I got. Uh, so we're really, really high. Level. I thought you meant that there was eight coaches. No, there, no. there was eight coaches on your staff. No. As if you, as if the Insomniacs have a head coach. An offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, a quarterback coach, a running backs coach, no, like no, that's no. what? I mean, I all mean, right, if right. you yes, look at they it, have they have experience <laughs> coaching, but they are players. Got you. correct. Go. Yeah, well, yeah. So high level IQ, uh, you know, is is something that we bring, and I think a lot of guys, especially the younger guys uh, that we have, or the not so experienced guys, uh, kind of feed off of that. And you know, James, uh, James, and Stevie Dyson, who are our team owners and, and Jason Brown, they've done a good job of kind of getting the guys that they know that will, you know, listen, number one. And number two, we're going to communicate. We're not going to argue. We're going to talk shit out. And, and three, just high-level football players, you know. Um, we don't practice, so we kind of just rely on, you know, us knowing how to play football and just being better. Um, and so it's just – I mean, I, that's the only way – that's the only way I can put it is just we got two – we got a lot of high level IQ guys that understand best players play when they need to play and how to rotate people and how to get people involved. And um, we know how to all drop our egos and, and, and just well, go out there and play. And I'll say this, all the teams that Matt was mentioning of having a great time and, and, and Kumbaya and all that, including the chaos. And they, I know they're listening, so this will be good. It's, it's it, the, the, the common thread with all of them is that they, seems like they're always winning and and recently by a wide margin in games that seem to be easy right so i think that might also be the thing and i have two questions for you one when you're dealing with these egos it sounds like you have a lot of guys that are leaders on that team which is easy to you know kind of keep that in check but i'm sure you got a couple of guys who's the who's the hardest to keep their ego in check and you know uh... How confident are you guys that if you do see some type of adversity in the future, whether it's in the in the the Vegas playoffs, whether it's in the final four or the championship, how confident in you that the structure is in place to not only work when you guys are beating teams by a point differential between 60 and 80? <laughs> yeah. But when it, it when it gets down to it and you're facing a team that's actually giving you a fight like we saw from the kryptonite in the fall. And no disrespect, but the Kryptonite were destroying teams in the fall, including the Pitbulls team that they lost to. And when the game got close and the game got tight and the, and, and the intensity amped up in the championship game against that Pitbulls team, it, was, it, it, it seemed like a little bit less kumbaya in those moments because obviously when the tensions are high, that's when it matters most. So who's the hardest to deal with ego-wise? And do you feel like you and 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 the the insomniacs as a group have the structure in place to handle that storm when it eventually does come? Gotcha. Yeah, no, I think uh, I definitely think we have the structure in place. I mean, the team's made up of really two two of the best flag teams in Vegas, and and it's like a group of my guys, and it's a group of uh, another team. And since we've all played together, it's been an easy mesh because we all understand what it takes to win. Um, so the structure's in place. Um, as far as ego goes, um, honestly, who's the, I, haven't had, I haven't had who's the pain in the ass then. 
you don't have to say that they got an ego <laughs> or whatever because that's negative. But we can joke about your friends, and they're your friends, and um, you're the leader. You know, who's the pain you know, in the ass? I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, not even a pain in the ass, but the hardest position for me to control is probably our running backs because we got two, three good running backs, and they all want to carry the ball. And, and, and one I call you know, bravado, so that makes sense. That makes sense. We've had <laughs> so him on one the will show come twice. In, yeah, so one will come in, and it'll be a pass play, and now the other one comes in, and it's a run play, and now that one's not getting the ball. So that's kind of probably been the most difficult to kind of manage as far as, like, you know, carries and stuff. Uh, but as far as, like, bursting out ego, you know, got to calm them down, we haven't we haven't had any of that. Our, our coaches do a good job of, of – keeping everybody in line and you know our player coaches do a good job of keeping people in line and this will be my last question for a while because i'll let the other guys talk but if you're in a situation right let's say it's against the top team and you could just name the team fourth and six you're on the 15 yard line and you need a touchdown there's about oh. 40 40 minutes left who you don't have to throw to one because i know you're a quarterback and you're going to go through the progression but when you're calling the play in the huddle, who are you designing that play to go to? Oh, easy. It's the, we're running a comeback on the goal line to Eric Shepard. I knew you were going to say that. And how long have you guys played, you and Munchie? Uh, we've been, oh, shoot. 2000. Oh, that's a good question. 2016, 15, maybe. Uh, yeah, so that's that's yeah, you're yeah. you're getting close to eight years working with the same guy. Um, I I really appreciate his game because you know a lot of times when you talk, you know, we just missed the draft recently. It was a couple of weeks ago. A lot of times when you talk about wide receiver, you're going to talk about his forty time or, or or what he looks like in shorts and and all that. Mm -hmm. But what what gets missed sometimes in the conversation? Look look at Rob. He's getting all set. What what gets missed in the conversation about receivers is the way that they locate the ball off the quarterback's fingertips. And I will I will be 100% clear, other than guys that are past their prime in this league, Eric Shufford is the one guy, as Rob is, is losing his mind out there, Eric is one guy that I've seen that that does that as good, if not better, than anybody in this league. And and that's a good one out there for sure, the wide receiver position. Rob, what is your reply? What the audibly? hell are you talking about what he looks like in shorts? Who cares? What <laughs> No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is like, no, when, no, no, when you no. Go to a combine. What you, you, you asked him the question, shoes. Rob. Let him answer. No, 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 no. I didn't ask. I definitely didn't ask. He asked me a question and I answered. I didn't ask. Him. I didn't ask Corey anything. No, he's yelling at me, not you. Bro. I didn't yell. I didn't yell at anyone. I didn't ask anything. <laughs> but uh, to okay, to Corey. to that point, the shit talking in this league is second to none, because. To be honest, our players talk spicy, it's entertaining, and as long as people keep it football, we don't have to get other things involved. But the level of shit talk that comes primarily out of everybody who walks on the field as an insomniac is upper tier snag Sosa level A7FL shit talk and trolling. What is it about you guys that gives you that bravado, as we've called RTC Wilkerson, now bravado Wilkerson, <laughs> or big bravado Wilkerson, shout out to BBW, and everybody who considers themselves having a big bravado, whether your last name has a W or not, that's going to be the next shirt probably. Um, when you look at all the shit talk you guys put out, 
do you do you guys feel concerned that you might have to cash a receipt at some point on that in terms of taking a loss, especially in the championship? You guys are as confident as a BIC or a U or a Watchman who are going through, and I think you would be fine to admit, a tougher schedule and a tougher path to the championship. Y'all play the same amount of games. You all have the same structure to get there. But when you talk about competition and consistency, Vegas is in year two, Maryland and Jersey are in year nine in this league. What are the things that allow you guys to walk in with that level of confidence against a team that could very well be going back to its fifth or third straight championship? And what do you take of the criticisms from the people on the East Coast, people like Corey, people like Rob, people like myself, and your fellow players saying, you guys are going to get fucking cooked? Yeah, we got a guy on our team. His name's Quincy Burtz. He's one of our quarterbacks. Uh, he usually does our throw-offs. He puts in the back of the end zone. He's an older guy. Um, another coach. Um, you know, his motto is, we're just better. And, um, you know, when you walk into a game and you're confident um, and you really can walk that walk, um, you know, if we went into a game thinking we we're going to lose, then we're going to lose, you know. Um, and a lot of our dudes have played high level football. I mean, you're, we're not, you're not just seeing guys that, you know, came out of high school that didn't go to college or, you know, the 35 year old dad who decides to put the cleats back on. I mean, we Damn. got guys that have, Damn, you know, is, is, that a, is that a personal Ouch. affront? Ouch. No, 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 not at all. Just, but, I'm 36 even, but I got you. Keep going. When we're, watching, when we're watching these YouTube videos and we're seeing some of these teams, and I'm not referring to the, you know, BIC or the U, but some of these guys are like, okay, you're just trying to relive your, you know, um, your early childhood years of playing tackle football in the grass. And, and when you got guys that, you know, I mean, it's been a while for me since I've played college football, but some of our guys are straight out of JUCO. Like, we, we got dudes that can play, and, and respectively, they're good. <laughs> like, like Munchie, I feel, is our best receiver in Vegas, but we got two others that somebody on my team would say is better than him, you know? And, and I don't know if you guys heard the live yesterday with uh, RTU and uh, the ref, the head ref, Will, Will Franklin. Franklin. I was on you know, that. Yeah, he yeah, he referred to us having three of these these one guys that Matt has, Riddick's. you know, one he, guy that Will he, Will Franklin, yeah. the head one of the head officials, he and Ryan Spadola are our two senior officials, Ryan representing New Jersey and Will representing the DMV. He compared the level of talent on the Insomniacs saying they have three Matt Riddicks. And I'm not listen, I'm not surprised, yo. I'm not surprised. I'm just going to I'm a I'm going to just be honest. Scott, we've spoken before. I, I've talked to you about a, a few things, actually. I've been warning the East Coast about the Insomniacs for the better part of like three, four weeks now. Because initially, okay, cool. Uh, the Insomniacs look good. They, you know, all right. They might be good. They have Trey. They have our. But when I started catching film and, and hearing about um nightmare x um what did, what did he play in college once again can you just he played, yeah he played guard at nebraska yeah played guard at nebraska against nadamika huh? sue one more time he played what at where with who guard at nebraska against okay. N- nadamika sue he okay. played against indomican sue 
first round draft yeah, pick, violent motherfucker in Dominican Sue. And that's what I'm saying when it comes to this Insomniac team, where people think we're gassing. But Scott, you you can even tell the guys, I've told you numerous times, pay attention to the East Coast. Focus on that because I don't see how you guys lose in the West. But I get a lot of criticism for saying that because Sick With It will post a picture of Trey's knee hitting the ground and them saying, oh, well, they you guys only won by three. What can you tell me? Oh, that's the context yeah, of that picture. The yeah, I kept seeing that picture. I'm like, that yeah. is so, sus. So Scott, they say I'm I'm on sus timing. What is no, going on here? <laughs> I got you, Scott. Please tell me what mindset you're going to bring in that potential, almost guaranteed rematch with sick with it in the playoffs. Please explain to me the mindset you're going to have for that game to make it a clear cut that you're not better than them by three points. Well, I, I mean, first off. You know, we, we did the little, you know, jamboree, and that was a walk in the park. Like, I think we ran maybe seven total plays and won it. Um, so it was really our first game together, like, in this style of football was against Sick. Okay. And, I mean, honestly, I, we came out, we fumbled the ball, we threw a pick, we spotted him 14 points inside the red zone twice. Um, we were only rushing two D linemen. I mean, mm. we, we kind of – we kind of handed him 14 points right off rip and then, you know, kind of stormed back. And, and even with rushing two D line in the entire game, uh, we, you know, we won by what they would say three. I mean, they had two touchdowns late in the game, just out of us kind of taking it easy, um, you know, trying to get that clock down. Um, Playing all-star six, game defense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, so we took offense to that, right? That was probably the one thing that we've taken offense to was, all-star defense. No, it was our first time really playing defense against a, a legit offense, you know, okay. and, uh, you know, Mark Gray over there uh, as somebody who I've played for, I, I played center and he was the quarterback. Um, uh, Munchies played receiver with him. Um, you know, we've won many tournaments together and, and he put, he's put together a good team. He's got a guy that played at Vanderbilt, the big old goose that they have. Um, you know, they got some Darren Palmer played at UNLV, you know, they got some guys that, that I don't really, care where lavish he uh, played. He's a baller. <laughs> you know what? He's he's pretty good at, 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 at this tackle stuff. He's not as good at flag as he is at tackle. So I don't care about flag. Flag has no place here. The only flag yeah, we have are yellow. What I think about flag. Yeah, and, and they got some good. They got some good pieces, and they're going to be competitive. Um, I, but I think our mindset going in again is just. It, we're gonna. I'll tell them on the live. We're we're gonna run the ball, and they can put whoever the fuck they want on D line, and we're just we're gonna run the ball, and and they're gonna have to stack the box. And when they stack the box, good luck because the ball yeah, going. Good luck. I've seen what happened before. Be, and I might be <clears> starting <throat> trouble here. I might be starting some trouble. I really you? don't care. You know, no. I start trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. Um. So let's just say everything goes the exact way. Mm -hmm. that you wanted to go as an insomniac. We head to Arizona on July 23rd. Who do you think your opposing team is going to be in the chip? Uh, I think it's going to be BIC. Mm. Why? Just just from watching film, um, I would compare us to, I would say we are a, a dash and a dab of the U and BIC as an insomniac team. We have elements of both of those teams uh we we run the ball very well like the u does uh, i think our some of our play calling our athleticism is kind of up to what the bic does um 
and I think BIC is starting to put it together. I think the U kind of fell off after their win, even though they, I think they won this past week a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, they beat the Omega. I'd say, I'd say a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They were upset. I'll say that they watched, were upset. I watched BIC more than I did the U this weekend. I've seen them kind of put the slacking on Silk well, City. Well, did you see the first couple oh. of plays against the U? Because you would have saw them down 6 nothing. I tried not to say anything. Speak your truth, King. Speak your truth. Um, so I think that, uh, I, I think we'll see them. I think they'll come out on top. I don't, I, I think they'll be ready for the, the, the year's run game this time around if they see them. And what about the Watchmen? What do you think about those guys? Um, I've seen them. I think I've watched their game. I want to say two weeks ago. Um, athlete, they're athletic. They're athletic. Um, but I haven't watched enough of them. I haven't watched. I, honestly, I can give you an opinion. They, they like it that way. They 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 try to hide their film. I've I've heard. Um, <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. I'm just joking. Um, I, I, I have to give Bal- I have to give Baltimore Maryland uh, a little bit of a problem every episode. So that'll be my one time this week. That tracks. Uh, I need to ask you, Scott, about Cincinnati, because a lot of people yeah. are saying that Vegas is getting a free pass to the championship, and I think people are <laughs> not looking directly at the fact that you will probably have to play sick with it again at some point, and that's a very competitive game. But then you have to go up travel to Ohio, travel a time zone and a half to Ohio and play against the chaos team that at one point were beating teams with a plus 90 margin. What have you seen of Cincinnati so far this season? What are things that you feel that are comps to what you guys are doing? And how do you guys feel about traveling to their home turf before potentially playing a championship game an hour from your house? Uh, I mean, we're excited. We want to travel. Uh, a lot of us do travel. Um, we, we, we travel a couple times a year uh, with the other sport that you guys don't like to call say on here. Um, but uh, so, so traveling is not um, new for us. Uh, and I would expect us to travel pretty full. Um, you know what? I don't think we have an easy road. Uh, you know, we're we're going to probably end up playing Kryptonite in the first round, who's going to come back with a little bit of vengeance. They're going to want to, you know, probably try to put some more on us. Um, and then, you know, the sick, the sick with it in a fours game, I would say is going to be probably one of the biggest games of the year. I would definitely tune in for that. Fours are starting sure. to turn it up a little bit. Um, yeah, that's a big game. Yeah, that was 21 to six or 21, 14, the last 14, time they played. Yeah. And the force had four four touchdowns called back. So uh, yeah, and they and they, you know, they had a lot of new pieces that are they're starting to put together now. You know, let's 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 be fair to the 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 way that they're putting them together against some of the teams that are out there. And I think we'll get that to get to that maybe in in a question or two. Um, but yeah, definitely. But what and and there's also uh, lost in the mixes. And you know, regardless of of how they actually are, you also have to beat a, whoever is the California champ too. I think it's not. I, I told the guy that called me and was saying, oh, why is Vegas guaranteed a chip? I, I, no, they're not guaranteed anything. They actually yeah, have a, a harder road than, nice. than two of the no, divisions, the in my no, opinion. No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. They don't have a harder road. Vegas is... They don't have a harder road than Ohio, too? Oh, then Ohio, Ohio no. yeah. Then Ohio, they do. They don't have a harder road than Florida to Ohio? 
How many how many playoff games do they actually play? Because from what I'm looking at, I we have to play a first round, we have to play then a second round. They're playing a round. So so your question is yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing three before we even go to Ohio. No, so Ohio is going to be playing. The teams they're going to play. No, there is going to be a round robin round on the out <laughs> the week the first week of the playoffs, and then the okay. second week there will be another round robin round, and then the two teams that were out of that will basically be the heist and the chaos. They'll play each other in the Ohio chip, right. and then they'll play mm-hmm. whoever comes out of Nevada. So they are gotcha. technically playing three games, but they're basically reseeding games to set up heist. In, in a division, in a division that they've allowed, I think what six points, and they've scored what like two hundred. I can I can check so, that right now. Which, you know, which, no again, listen, no, listen job, to what you're but, saying. Listen to what you're saying. If the chaos are clear cut winners in Ohio, which they are, because they just beat the best team in Ohio, outside of them. Then there is no if they're actually good, there's no difficult route to the chip. Then That's what I said. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Vegas no. is definitely has a tougher road than Ohio and Florida. But the whole West Coast has it easier than anybody on this side because the East Coast is beating each other up. It's only Insomniac, sick, and maybe the Force, bro. Like we we have to be real. We don't know what's coming out of LA, and it hasn't sounded. Yeah. You know no, the LA team. The LA team's not very good. Um, you know, I, I got them on Instagram, and they post their little highlights, and you know, highlights are highlights. But it, it's a, it's, it's different. It, it's different. I really wish that in the middle of the season we could travel to the East or vice versa, and get like a cross country game, like of the week or something. Just what do you miss, Charles and Joey Bate from the parlay have been all about that. And then yeah. instead of worrying about the O-Town Orange last week, they were probably thinking we could take the kryptonite. But, yeah, no, I mean, that would be great. And I think we we eventually are, as a league, moving towards that. Yeah. But just to be clear, Rob, so what I'm saying is, is that, it, yes, the Insomniacs, you know, they've had a couple of weeks here and there that are, yep, that's that's a nice game. You know, we'll we'll take the quarterback, uh, the perfect QB rating. And but uh, once the playoffs hit, I want. I, I just wanted to say this really quick, Corey. The Chaos have outscored their opponents so far this season, one hundred and ninety to six. What are we talking about? Yeah, so I was off by ten. What I'm talking about is is that the the Chaos, basically, unless something terrible goes on, they're probably slotted in already not having to play really anybody else and and the insomniacs at a minimum do have to play sick with it and that's what I, that's what i'll and, say about and, that and that's it <laughs> that's it compared to the east yeah they they yeah. got a way easier not, road yeah i'm not comparing and i don't Ohio. think even i don't even think scott would disagree with that yeah i'm not comparing the west to the west that doesn't even make sense they're all on yeah. that side and they have to play each other but scott my question for you is because you did mention that you guys traveled before playing that other game that we don't talk about. You can say flag, I just won't like it. <laughs> right. Have you guys run into that Florida team? Or a few we have Florida actually. Players? Yeah, yeah, we have. We we played them in, in, in the eight-man formats in, in Tampa and Orlando. Uh, we go every, every January. So we've played can against a lot some, of those athletes. Can you give me some insight? Because actually it's funny that they mentioned Matt Riddick um, earlier, earlier this year. Speaking to Matt Riddick is what made me realize that you, the Insomniacs, and that the Nightcrawlers were a lot more dangerous than everyone's been led to believe. 
not only are the Insomniacs an all-star team, for sure, but I'm pretty sure the Nightcrawlers, based off what you're about to tell me, are really like that as well. But can you please tell me about your experience playing some of those guys in Florida? Yeah, they're they're the, the, the at the speed that they play with it is incredible. I mean, I, I'm glad that I didn't uh, get to rush those guys because uh, you know they would line up in a spread formation and that you know the quarterback can go and he he can sling it. Then their dudes can run. Um, so I think Florida brings a the way from what I see it, Florida brings like a speed element to a seven, you know, uh, Jersey and, and Maryland bring more of a physicality. Um, I haven't watched Ohio, but I mean, you're talking 200 something points for the six. I mean, obviously they don't play no fucking defense either there or, or, or the other teams don't, they might be as worse. They might be as bad as our bottom couple teams too. Um, so I would say from a speed element, you know, that, that's going to wake some people up, you know, because at the end of the day, you give somebody some space, they're going to go. And, and if you got a guy at the quarterback position that can go and sling it, uh, it's dangerous. Well, <laughs> when, when when he shows up and, and he's not just about the bag, we'll see him. But we have yeah. him. So, you know, good luck with that, I'm, I'm Florida. You don't play him because, Lord, oh, Lord, your mouth is going to get you in a lot of trouble <laughs> if you have that. I – Oh, I, look, Mark Bagway is a great, even a, a really good defensive player too. But I would be more worried about Deontay Henderson specifically than Mark Bagway, who personally, Mark Bagway, I've heard, is actually a fan of the show. Hey, and man. what I'm trying to do is grow the Florida division by having their best player play, so that we can show highlights of him playing, and invite that friend of his that we always talk about. That I'm not going to mention his name because if he's not actually on a field, we can't advertise it. And that's so, the thing. Matt Riddick had confirmed that that friend, and that's what I want to ask Scooter. We won't say names. We could talk about this. It's an acronym. But, but that friend, Matt Riddick, also confirmed when they did play against Florida and Vegas and all those guys, that friend was there and helped Florida win one of those tournaments, one of those flag tournaments. And my question is, what do you? how do you feel about that, um, Scott? Let's say... Everything again goes right for Vegas and Insomniacs, and you guys make it to the chip. What if the Nightcrawlers plus friends are who you have to see on the other side of that? We'll say he, he's he's Doctor C. <laughs> <laughs> what if Doctor C is there? Which, to be clear, it's there's no confirmation that he exists in this world. There's, this podcast should not cover him. He's been retired. But if Dr. C is there, it is it is definitely going to be a conversation. You did say that BIC was who you thought you would meet in the chip. If there's a, if, if 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 the doctor's in 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 house and Mark Bagway is Mark Winway, how do you and think the doctor, but, and the doctor brings friends from Oh, that if the doctor place, brings friends. You know what I'm saying? That uh -oh. place. If that if what, that happens, how are, you, how are you looking at it? Oh boy. Yeah. So are these well, are say, these friends playing with, are these friends playing with their team now, or is this something that no, is going to no, add when they no. come down to the ship? No, but what Rob's saying is confirm yes or no that those friends were playing in the flag league with those guys, right? Oh, I'm sure they were. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, and they, they're all and they all have they, they all have graduate level, you know, tax brackets, and they may not have you know had, gone to school for <laughs> maybe the three or four years. But the doctor, if the doctor's in session, Doctor C, we'll see him. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually really surprised Florida isn't as big 
in the A7 as, you know, uh, Jersey or anything like that, because nine-man football in Florida is huge at the flag level, which Mm. requires you to have, like, linemen that can't go out for passes and you got to block, and it's really big. Yeah, it's very similar to A7, so I'm I'm actually surprised there's not. Well, I think think Rob has – has put the the right amount of time on them. They're at year three. I think by year five we might be a little scared, um, and maybe by year we're five at, I won't be talking bro, the same amount of spice. We're, we're at year three and I'm nervous. I'm nervous at year three. I, well, I'm we're not, we're having this conversation about Doctor C, and if if it shows up, then maybe year year four for them might even be the year five. But I, I want to bring it back to something that. Uh, you know, a personal friend of mine, a, a team, a, rel- a relatively recent teammate of yours, and a really good uh, broadcaster so far in his young career, uh, mm-hmm. Bjorn Skarsgård. Which you know, for whatever reason, he's he's under the radar with his Viking name and says his name is Scott McCorkle. <laughs> we all know that that's made up because that could only be a made up name. Like no, I, like what's your name? Uh, Scott? No, I don't. McCorkle? Sure. I'm just joking, Scott. I'm just joking. Yeah, but he, he did say something on the other side of the ball podcast last week that I, I would want to get your honest opinion of because you see it more clearly than I do. And one yeah. thing that I see very clearly is the pass rush specifically from the Northeast division. Um, I've seen it week in and week out. And if you ask our our, our stats guy, which I will, will, will keep nameless for his safety, my average time in the pocket so far this year is about 1.5, and I'm being generous, seconds, by the way. Yeah. Um, I've seen you stand back there for closer to 1.5 minutes. Scott, <laughs> Bjorn Skarsgård says that there's no pass rush in the A7FL like Vegas. Oh, wow. What would you say to that? And I know that I've seen a lot of great pass rushers individually. But I've also seen in that 86 to nothing game a seven-man zone in a seven-man league. So what would you say yeah. about Scott's uh, Scott's take? And when you watch other film, how do you think, in your opinion, the other pass rushes that you've seen kind of compare to the Vegas defensive line out there? Well, I mean, for, first off, what makes some of these Vegas teams really weak is the fact that they just don't have linemen or defensive linemen. Uh, I mean, the two teams at the top of the division, and I would even say the force, I would put the force in there. Uh, we have, if not, every lineman in Vegas is on our teams. Like if there's a good offense or defensive lineman, they're on our, our teams. So, Bastards. Yeah, so we're not really, you, you know, yeah, we, I, I do have a lot of time back there, but I also do have a guy who played at Nebraska. I have a guy that played um, in the XFL and arena ball. I have another guy that played at Nebraska, actually. Like I had a guy that played at Shattern state. Like I have collegiate level offensive linemen and tight ends right. that know how to block. Same with Sick Witted. They have guys that play at the next level. (laughs) So, like Will Franklin said the same thing. He's like, "You're not going to be able to hold the ball that long." Well, I don't, I don't have to hold the ball that long. I'm doing it because I can. Like, why would I throw a ball super quick if I don't need to at that moment in time? You know. And um, I will say, Scotty's spot on. I mean, I've seen some good defensive linemen back east from what I've seen. Um, I, I think the the U gets after it. I think BIC gets after it. Um, I love that big man from the Renegades. I thought he was getting after it when I watched him play. That like six six dude. Trey um, yeah. So no, oh, yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, there's two, yeah. There's two of them. It's Megatron and yeah. Trey Basketball. 
Yeah, no doubt. Those dudes can those dudes can get after it. and I and I can't wait for our guys to actually have to go up against some of those dudes. Um, but I, I do think that we have some of the most talented defensive linemen in in all of A seven. Um, and I would put us up there against some of these other teams as far as um, but you know, you've just you've just made it so that it's concentrated into the top teams so that all these bottom teams are rushing you with guys that like you said and <laughs> your words 35 so, reliving the glory days that's who's yeah. rushing you and well, I, and I yeah, haven't, three like, four I weeks of season I haven't been hitting four games I mean I woke up Monday morning feeling good because stop rubbing I mean, it in stop rubbing it in but I, I have a question about that you know Scott. how many ads I've taken in the past three days it's not healthy. It's not a healthy number. Right, Go ahead, man. When, when it when it comes to need, you know, being able to take your foot off the throttle, being able to play a easier game against some of these other teams where you're running up the score to a historic plus minus margin, when you get snapped back into hyper competitiveness. Do you feel that it'll take it a little while to get the kinks out if you're facing a more aggressive pass rush? Do you feel that? Because I want to walk through the top 10 with you, and I want to walk through the playoff brackets and kind of get your assessment on where we stand heading into the first round of the playoffs. But what will that process be like? Do you guys think you'll be playoff ready at this point? Uh, I, I do. I, I honestly think we will because I mean, I mean, I hold I, I and, and our coaches hold the linemen both sides of the ball, uh, especially offensive line to standard. I mean, I, I think one of my linemen came in on an extra point, um, not this past Sunday, but the against the gold, and he whiffed on a block, and I couldn't even get the pass off because uh, he whiffed so bad on the block, and I don't think I've ripped a lineman as bad as I've ripped him. Cause I'm, I'm like, look, man, if we can't block this guy, we're not blocking the guy back East. Like you can't take a fucking playoff just cause we're up 75 to zero. You can't take this playoff. Every snap has to be as if we're going against somebody back East period. And, and we're right, always referring to back East. Cause that's the, like, that's the standard. Right. And so, um, you know, my tight end missed two blocks Sunday night. And I'm like, bro, we can't fucking have this. Like, you're not going to go out for a pass if you can't make a block or I'm going to bring somebody else in. Like, this this is not okay. Like, I don't want to run the ball if I don't have to. I, <laughs> make a block so I can make a throw. And, um, you know, we got guys that get on top, on top of people's heads and, 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 and make sure we hold each other accountable. Uh, it's kind of nice to have these games because we get to work on a couple things. But it kind of sucks, too, because we're scoring in two, three plays, maybe one play, and you don't really get to work on stuff. So, you know, we it's might. Hard. It's hard. Busy. You know, <laughs> uh, Chris Vera always talks about iron sharpens iron. But uh, for the past couple of weeks, you know, you've gone, you've gone against a lot of, we'll say, uh, cotton candy. Um, yep. So okay. you, you got to get back in the right habits. And I think the playoff route will be good for you guys because you can kind of get back into that groove. But what I, I will say this Matt's about to run down the top 10, but before you get the cheat sheet, I'm going to put you on the hot seat because I think a lot of our fans out West in Vegas are, are, are very, very capable in their own right. Well, if you ask them, obviously, of doing a better top 10. So to, to kind of, you know, put you in the hot seat and kind of, you know, nominate you as, you know, obviously a, a quarterback, one, be a coach, 
well, I went one and then B. So two, a coach. <laughs> and then three, a man level-headed, but really confident in his team. What would your at least top 10, you could even maybe go to the top five if you want, but what would your top 10 look like if you were us and what we're about to do? And uh, maybe even make you and your own team a little bit upset with what we might end up yeah. uh, revealing. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Well, what's your top 10? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, number one is Insomniacs. You know what I mean? We're going to okay. keep that the same. Um, do you have a top 10 that was up there from last week? No, I don't want to give you a cheat sheet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so so that's the easy one is the undefeated team. Did we lose you? Oh, there you are. No, I'm here. So who do you think is the, who is, who do you think is the second best team in the country? <sighs> Well, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna go us being number one. I'm gonna say BIC number two. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three. The Watchmen four. The U, and I'm putting sick up there at number five. And then I'm gonna probably put Chaos because they're undefeated. I'll put them at six, but they've kind of had some slapdick teams too. Um, seven probably Silk City. They just got their house kicked, um, and then really eight nine is yes. First of all, I first mean, of all, yes to that. The only team you no. missed was the Nightcrawlers, but they don't play that many games, so it's easy to kind of forget them. But I yeah, think that they I forgot about them. Well, okay. Let me just say this: for all of the people that are going to hear our top ten and still be upset, we basically just got confirmation on almost the exact top ten, right, Matt? Now he, a little bit of adjustment, and I, I want to keep it uh, keep it fresh, but. On a hot seat? Look, hey, man, once it gets to the fourth quarter, I know that you're going to be cool, calm, and collected back there because answering that on a hot seat and you, you rolled them off and then got <laughs> to the same point where, where we say the same thing about the top ten, congratulations, man. That was that was a well-done performance. And for everybody else <laughs> in Vegas, if you have a problem with me, you have a problem with Matt, you have a problem with Rob, now you got a problem with a forklift. And I don't want to call you a forklift anymore. I think it's not fair. Um, we're going to have to come up with, uh, with another one. And you know, the, 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 the comment section in some of these things is always going to say big, sexy, and it's just lazy. So we're not going to go there, but we are going to come up with something better than a forklift, man, because you've been, uh, you've been, if we do a top 10 on quarterbacks, I'm sure you're going to show up way before my dumbass because you've been balling out there. And like I said to, uh, like I said to a guy on the U uh, and we'll just call him surf. Man, when I grow up, I hope I'm like you, bro. I hope I grow up to be just like you. <laughs> you know, it's crazy you even say I would be in the top ten because I got two other quarterbacks on the roster that easily could be in the top ten if 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 they had more possessions than me or or whatever. And that might come down to it, man. It'll just depend on the game. So hopefully you'll hey, get man, to see you, some of them. A humility bit. is a big part of being a leader. And if, if you're going to give guys, you know, crap for missing blocks because you're holding to them a high standard because you want to win when 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 the money's on the line, I understand where you're coming from. But it's also just as important to to kind of have that humility, know that it's not just you out there doing it, even though we've seen you make some great plays. So enough of enough of the quarterback love session. Rob, you can go. Uh, did you did you hear his top 10, though, Rob? Relatively great job by our guy. And let's get to our top 10 and see how it lines up. We start out with number one, the Insomniacs. Number two, the Baltimore Watchmen. 
Number three, the Trenton BIC. So a little flip-flop there from Scott's list. Number four, the Patterson mm-hmm. U. Number five, Sick With It. Number six, the Chaos. Number seven, Tampa. Number eight, Silk City. Number nine, the Force. And number 10, the Los Angeles Aces, who will be playing the Pit Bosses when we return next week after the bye week. And the Gold will be taking on the Santa Monica Vibe. And that will go into uh, an interesting look at the top 10. Uh, This one was way easier this week, to be completely honest. This was an easy selection from us on who we were going to pick for the top 10. Uh, Scott was eerily accurate on most of his picks. But we have something else coming up that's more important than the top 10 we come up with through a text chain on a Monday. Talking about that $25,000, the A7FL playoffs start in just two weeks. We got to get through the month of May. We got to get through week seven. And then on March 4th, we bring you the A7FL playoffs. And here is where we stand heading into the national playoffs. In the West, it'll be the Insomniacs taking on the Kryptonite. Sick with it taking on the Force. The Vibe hosting the OTT. And the Los Angeles Aces taking on the Hunters. That game also taking place in Los Angeles. That's going to be a really interesting first round. I really like the matchup at the top, uh, 2-3, 1-4. I think the OTT are going to get a game from the Vibe. And we take a look out east. Right now, it's the Patterson U taking on the Rahway Snow Tribe, the Silk City Animals taking on the East Orange Renegades, and in Florida, a little bit of a change from last week, the Tampa Nightcrawlers are taking down the O-Town Orange, but we will get more in the weeds on that next week when we are in Week 7, and right now, the BIC and the Baltimore Watchmen get the bye. What do you guys think of the playoffs so far? I like it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like it. I, I see a lot of great potential rematches. Um, Snow Tribe versus the U is one that I know the Snow Tribe really feel like they can get that game back. Animals versus Renegades. There's a potential that we can get a healthy um CP3. That's a game I'm looking forward to. Um, Force versus Sick with it rematch. Ooh. I would love to see that one. I'm excited for that. Well, Rob, Rob I'm going to have to hold you real quick, man, because the Force play Kryptonite this Sunday or next Sunday, <coughs> and that will change three and four oh, wow. if Kryptonite could pull out an upset. So, who do you got? Who do you know. got next week? Uh, I'm going to have. I, I, I got the Force. The Force are going to. They're going to run the ball down Kryptonite's throat. But I, I, if Lex Luthor has anything to say about, do whatever he can to, to pull it out, which. Forces DBs are really suspect, and uh, uh, you know I proved that point. So and, uh, I and think Scott, I think Dar- Darnell can go out there and swing it. Even Coach Mack will say that too, though. So that's not just that's not just shit talk. That's a, an astute. Yeah. That's an astute observation from a quarterback that played them, and but also a self admission from Coach Mack because that that team does have a lot of good players up and down mm-hmm. the roster. You know, pretty decent, good. You know, trench trench games. They got some good running backs that they they try to do by committee to replace RTC. But you said it, Scott, and so did Coach Mack. And uh, there he is. He's back, uh, Scott. Question for you before we wrap, and Corey will have one last question for you before we take it home. But which will be you, an interesting one. Do you think the Hunters <laughs> and the OTT? come out of the first round do you think that they'll be able to beat the two la teams 
Yeah, that's a, you know, I, I kind of wish we were able to travel. It kind of sucks that the one and two and three and four got to knock each other out um, first because I don't think LA's teams are nearly as good. Um, I think they'll probably actually fare pretty competitive to those two teams. I think if OTT travels and G Herd is playing and 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 obviously Savion who's on time electrifying, yeah. um, I think they could shock some people. Uh, and I'll tell you, the Hunters actually had a pretty decent roster. I mean, I know our score doesn't show, um, but they have a quarterback that can run. Uh, he's not afraid to throw the ball. They got Darren a couple Moore, of right? guys. Darren White. Yeah, Darren Moore. Very, very similar to uh, K Uno as far as style of play. Um, I, I honestly see both of our Vegas teams coming out. I, I do. I, if I had to pick loser, I think the Hunters lose to the Aces, and I think OTT beats the Vibe. It'll be a battle of really yeah. interesting jerseys at Vibe OTT game, and we'll see mm-hmm. that on A7L.TV. Yeah. <laughs> Hunters too, man. Hunters too. Yeah, you're allowed. To, you're allowed to shout out. Look, there it is. And I will say, we we gave the Hunters coach and the Hunters team a lot of flack in in the fall. And I think not not because they were listening to us, but I think with with a lot of hard work and 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 getting the guys to buy into a a, diff, a little bit of an adjustment in scheme, I I've actually been impressed with what they built since the fall. And even though they don't stack up against a team like you guys, I do see the growth there, and and I'm I'm actually impressed with them and proud of them, and 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 we'll be rooting for them to put on a representative game. But you know, for all the stuff we say about the LA teams. Mallard, Millard, whatever his last name is out there, he does jump off the film, even though the film is a little bit, you know, you know, mediocre at times. When you watch him with the ball, you you gotta you gotta commit to tackling a guy like that. And that's something yeah. that if the hunters are able to do, maybe they have a chance, but a lot of teams aren't able to do that for whatever reason. And as somebody that doesn't make a lot of tackles, uh, I'm not gonna say that I know <laughs> how to do it, but if they figure it out, that'll be interesting. So you mentioned who you think is coming out of BIC, and you actually put BIC as number two. And obviously, you know, we talked about you know, the first thing we asked you about is this league. And I'm going to ask you this question and then just get to the more important one. But uh, as you were kind of, you know, looking into the league, starting to get to know it, who, who are some of the, the players in this league that you're when you watch them, you're like, oh, I'm a fan of this guy. Who's like the one name or two names that, you know, whether it's from your own division, which is fine. Or mm-hmm. from the OG divisions, um, who do you watch their game and and kind of say, yeah, I I like watching this guy play football. Well, I know I've put it in our group chat. You know the the receiver from BIC worthy. Um, he he's special. He's got he's got he can you know return the three on one. Um, he runs pretty smooth routes. He catches the ball. He actually. Um, he he he's he's a good overall player, and he's somebody we're definitely gonna have to. Uh, you know, if we get to see them, we're going to have to, uh, you know, we're going to have to mark him up with some of our better dudes for sure. Um, I definitely, I definitely uh, enjoy watching him, him play. Um, I actually enjoyed watching the quarterback from Silk City. I wasn't a super fan of like the, I liked, I, I wasn't a fan of the scheme that they were running offensively. But kind of like that, like zone read option mm-hmm. with the throwback with the two linemen, I thought was super creative. And so I kind of like I liked watching him. Um, but other than that, I mean, everyone's pretty 
neutral. Yeah, so, so you're 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 near perfect on the top ten. You're uh, you're a, a, a representative leader. You 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 should be a clinic for some of these other guys that come on of of how to be interesting, <laughs> but also not too too uh, um, you know edgy or whatever. And also got good taste. Two two top MVP <laughs> candidates in the league, especially from our division. And we'll talk about your guys' division um, when we get there. But now the important question, because we never have you on before. And yeah. if you are a fan of the show, which I know you, Scott, are, and I know that you, Sin City Chaos, you guys are too, but I haven't seen any orders yet. Tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. Scott, I know, you, I know you've seen Kelly Hurst out there before she went out to L.A. with the the, the beautiful TBS shirt. But we always ask our, our guests first time, if we put you in a corner and you got to pick one of the three shirts, are you going with Matt's kind of representation of the Thick Boy Season shirt, which I'm sure you've seen, yeah. is probably our top seller, especially out there with the ladies in Vegas and ladies in general, let's be honest. What's up, Ma? The Hus Hus, which represents Rob's signature catchphrase, and also yeah. is kind of modeled after the 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 Hus Hus, an originator of the league, uh, a man you just mentioned uh, on BSC, but also the Corey Hammond I'll try. So of the three, and you, I, I always gloss over mine because nobody picks it. Of the three, <laughs> Scott Hamilton, tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. For 20 bucks, what, what shirt are you picking up? Uh, I mean, I'm a thick boy, so I, I guess I got to go with the thick boy season, man. <laughs> now, that was the favorite coming in. Listen, that was the favorite coming in, but we all know, Scott, that you do not identify. You identify as a hus hus guy. Now, I've seen your truck, <laughs> but I, I know, I, I know. Listen, we talk about my weight loss on this show, and then in our group chat, we talk about how I'm basically one sleeve of Oreos away from going back to my old ways. So, I yeah. am a TBS guy in, in, in a in a veneer body. You're the opposite, man. You may have that TBS body, but you got that hus hus mindset in you. So I think I that's awesome that. that you went. I think that's awesome that you went with the TBS shirt. But I think I think you just seen the the art on on it, and uh, who doesn't go with that? To be honest. <laughs> And RTU, it will never not be thick boy season in the A7FL. Shout out to the new who, fans who on RTU, who, who You guys RTU know that RTU, RTU, Keith Salmons, is officially retired as an I, A7FL I saw player? that. We're going ha- yeah, we to put. We're gonna go down to Denbar and build a, a stadium, uh, like a statue in front of the stadium for him with a couple of Randy Moss starting lineup figures. We're going to paint them bronze <laughs> and hang them up outside. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen. Listen, shout outs to my guy, yeah. but somehow he got into this league after me and ended before me, and he feels comfortable <laughs> with it. So it just made me feel old. But shout outs to a good career, a great guy, and you know, you watch his lives, decent, decent future. So, so Scott, thick boy season shirt, tinyurl.com backslash H7FL merch. It's 20 bucks. And for for the the garbage that you guys waste your money out there in Vegas, <laughs> I'm sure. Not only will the rest of the insomniac get it, and uh, as well as the Sin City Chaos. Matt, Matt calls him out. He's unhinged. He's he's losing it. <laughs> hey, hey, no. I got a, hey, I got I got a guy that makes shirts, so we're good. You know. No, no, you can't get the unofficial <laughs> shirt. Do that. Support the That's show. my face. You're double fucking me on that point. You're stealing my IP <laughs> and you're stealing money out of my pocket. What the fuck? <laughs> 
Damn, hey, I'm not making a lot doing. of money doing this shit. <laughs> you know, we'll, guys, you know we'll we'll made it. We've made it when there'll be bootleg versions of our merch. If so. I go to Arizona and I see my face on a shirt, we're throwing hands. If I don't get any residual, <laughs> we're gonna have a problem. Great shot. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for uh, for the the Nevada shirts where it's just the Viking just staring at you intently. <laughs> but Scott, thank you so much for yeah. uh, joining us. Uh, we. We try to give a nuanced view of the entire league, and it's great to have that check and balance with one of the elite athletes in our fastest rising division. Uh, it'll be great to catch up with you, hopefully in Ohio, hopefully at Bullhead. Uh, we'll be seeing you there no matter what. But he is Scooter Hamilton. He is the quarterback of the Vegas Insomniacs, and he will be in action. What happened, Rob? Okay, he'll be there on June twenty on May twenty first. I, I heard a noise. I'm sorry. I, He's here. He, he wants to be there Ju July twenty third for sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna be there either way because there's a ten k tournament for flag uh, on Saturday, and we're doing that as well. So, amen. Uh, we're gonna be there either. You know, way. Derek Duncan will be there too, getting <laughs> yeah. another team in. Hey, you guys will have sixteen teams we're... before we know wait, it. Wait, guys, should we enter that flag tournament? Nah, I'm out. You'll be the quarterback though. <laughs> Fine, I'll be the quarterback. I'm out automatically. I'm automatically. <laughs> but go to tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. That's tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. Click the link in the description to sign up to Skillshare. Get a free 30-day subscription to Skillshare. Kicks a little money back to us. And we will be back next week with another edition of the 3-on-1. We'll dig a little deeper into the playoff picture and talk about some other shit because there's no games this weekend. So I, I don't know. We'll talk about flowers, maybe some botany. Uh, we might fight a motherfucker or two. I don't know. I might challenge Casey Cox to a debate. A lot of shit can happen. It's a long road to Tipperary. But for Big Rob Fabian, for Corey Hammond, and our guest Scooter Hamilton, I'm Matt Ryan reminding you, as always, don't be an asshole. And I'll try, Mom, and happy Mother's Day. But happy that's Mother's all I'll promise Day. is I'll try. I appreciate y'all. there it's matt ryan are you enjoying this a7fl podcast well i'm glad you are because that means you can give us money that's right you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like